Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. I'm back, and we are joined here with Brian Trias, and this week we're going to be talking about Paul and Barnabas. All right, Brian. So, we're back in the saddle this week with our regularly scheduled programming, but it's looking a little bit different. Usually, the person who's doing the sermon is on here, and we go through and we dive through it. We don't quite have that, because you preached the last two weekends. Joe's preaching this weekend, but he's not here. So, can you kind of... You gave a little intro to that in your message this weekend. Can you kind of help refresh us on what's going on with Joe's family and where he's at? I mean, it's not an easy way to start out a podcast episode, but I, I feel like it helps us understand why we're mixing it up this week. Yeah, it's kind of like we're we're here for the season premiere of yeah. the podcast, but like totally not the way it's going to happen going forward. Yeah, not normal. Um, we want to keep this play up and have this ready for you for this weekend as groups kick off, but Joe just physically isn't here yet. And so um, Joe preached his uh, father's funeral yesterday. He is, I think, taking care of some last minute stuff today or not last minute stuff just the last things he has to take care of and he is driving back to Topeka on Friday and will be here preaching and back with his church here on the weekend and so um, my last conversation with Joe Cody he said he is doing well emotionally mm. he's kind of letting things out as as needed and is processing that stuff which I think is really healthy and showing that what I've seen I've been watching the the funeral they sent a a video. Um, uh, he seems to be leading really well through that, but there's there's just going to be times of, of grief. Yeah. I think he said it really well, though. Uh, his dad is not experiencing this pain anymore. He's not experiencing mm-hmm. uh, the the failings of this world anymore. But for the people left behind, they can both celebrate his life, but also just mourning the loss that they feel. And yeah. so that's that's kind of how he's doing. Good. Well, can we start out praying for travel mercies as he's on his way back and guidance for just energy and wisdom for this weekend? Because that's going to be a lot of heaviness and then coming back and preaching. So just lifting him up for strength and encouragement for this time. Awesome. God, thank you so much for Joe and his leadership for this church. God, we pray that as he's traveling back, that you would fill his cup up so that as he comes back, he comes back safely and is able to deliver your word for this weekend and help people find and follow you this week. God, thank you so much for him and his family. Lift that up to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you see, like you said this weekend, there is no clutch in this shift, so we're going (laughs) to jump right back in. Um, I have an update for you guys. By popular demand and asks, we're going to be starting a PDF. Kyler has made a very beautiful one this week, and so hopefully I can figure out how to get all of the information typed into it so that it's no longer just this gigantic email with a bunch of information on it. It looks great. Uh, I should have the abilities to do it, but <laughs> try and see. Bear, bear with me as we work on figuring out what this looks like, and I would love your feedback. So as I go about trying to type out this stuff, let me know what helps, what doesn't, and so that way I can modify it and help be as effective for you guys as possible. So hopefully this will be a great tool for you to be able to print off instead of reading from an email and getting lost. It'll be broken up a little bit easier. And it'll be viewable friendly on iPads and on your phone if that's your jam too. So we got that coming. And then also we had our family dinner and worship night. It was a great time. 
lots of food, lots of fun. And so that was a great way. It was awesome to hear from all the groups who used it as a kickoff to start for this fall. Super encouraging. And Bill did a great job with the worship team going through Romans 8. So look forward to being able to do that again in the future. At a frequency, we'll have to see how that plays in part with the calendar and with everything. But I really enjoyed it, and it was a great time. Yeah, it seems like it's always a good thing when God's people gather together and sing His praises. Yeah. What can go wrong? The Ottens did great with the food. We had an amazing taco bar. So if you missed out, yeah, be ready for next time because it, it's not something you want to miss. There was a lot of food and <laughs> laughter, and the kids were playing nine square until the adults got involved, and then it was just chaos as the... I set that nine squares up a little bit short. Mm. And so all the adults were just loving the ability to just dominate the kids in the game. And so just a good time of fellowship and food. And so that's awesome. Yeah. It's a great game. All right. So now back to business that we've got here. We've got a lot of guesswork coming up, but Brian, you kicked off a series this week on acts. Can you kind of like paint a picture of like, we've we've got a three part series in acts. Where we go, where were we last week with you and your sermon and where are we going? Yeah, and so guesswork is right, and you know this. These last couple of months haven't been the most normal months that we've had. Is we've had you know summer and people travel and normal stuff, and then you know a major a major life happening with Joe and being gone. Yeah. And so normally when it comes to a series, there's probably a little bit more um, concrete and in stone than we've had. And so this one. Um, we're, we are guessing a little bit with where things are going to go for the next couple of weeks, but we kicked it off last week looking at Pentecost mm-hmm. and looking at the the coming of the Spirit as had been promised by the Old Testament and, and by Jesus and the actual story of it coming there in Acts chapter 2 where the Spirit came and delivered the power that Jesus said it would. And that power that we have in the spirit is to call is to give us what we need as we go out into the world and represent who he is and what he has done to others. Yeah, that's awesome. There's no doubt that Joe is going to be praying for the spirit as he moves through the rest of this and his power to come upon him. But as far as our notes go, we don't have very much to go off of. No, so we don't. We know that we're going to be looking at Paul and Barnabas and their missionary journey, but that covers several chapters. Oh, yeah. And so, um, really, we pick up on Barnabas the first time in Acts chapter 9, and then we kind of have a little bit break from the story of Saul slash Paul going into Peter and back to him before it goes back to, to Barnabas. And so, Joe has a lot of material that he is going to be able to work with to talk about Barnabas, but when you think about Barnabas in the scriptures... Usually it's like the word Barnabas and then the word encourager. Yeah. It's just the word that that comes to mind. And so I think what Joe is going to want to do this weekend is talk about that value of encouragement. And one of the places that I see that in the book of Acts is in 9 when we are um, uh, introduced to Barnabas. And so the story of Saul has just happened, where Saul was converted on the road to Damascus. Mm. And it's this great supernatural story where Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, just says, here I am, and I'm changing your life, right? And... um, Paul has, or Saul has like scales that fall from his eyes and, and he gets out of Damascus and gets to Jerusalem. But the problem is, is everyone's scared of Saul. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? He killed people. He was a terrorist. Yeah. Like we don't talk about that very often, but like. He's not a good guy. 
you know, all of a sudden it's like, let's let's sign this guy up to work at the church. Like <laughs> yeah. people weren't probably wanting to do that. And so it says in verse 26 in Acts 9, and when he, Saul, had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples. And they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. Like we just talked about, yeah. I probably wouldn't either. I'd be skeptical. But Barnabas, right? Mm. It's like when in Scripture, when you see that word but, there's usually this major transition coming. Everyone was scared of him, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them on the road how he had seen the Lord, who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. And so all of a sudden, no one believes in Saul, and then you have a guy, Barnabas. He believes in Saul. He encourages him. He vouches for him, puts out his arm around him. And then we know the rest of the story, right? Yeah. We know that Saul becomes Paul. We know that he has these great missionary journeys. And as Acts, two, as Acts 1 8 says, Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, ends of the earth. Yeah. Well, Paul's going to be the one who takes it to the ends of the earth. But you can make a case. It kind of started here with Barnabas. Yeah. If Barnabas didn't come in and intercede, I think of him as the encourager, but also the amount of discernment that he had mm-hmm. and the gift to be able to look at Saul and be like, no, your heart's changed. I can see that God is working in you and like you preach truth. This isn't a setup. Because I mean, I envision a lot of the disciples were feeling like, hey, this has got to be set up, right? This government leader guy comes in, he's probably just wanting to debate us. Like he wants to see like, how do we get on the inside track and kill these Christians? But man, Barnabas's discernment there, huge. Yeah, and then, I mean, later on, we have the stories of John Mark and him wanting to do the same thing for John Mark. And so it's just this value of having someone in your life who believes in you, who is probably speaking life into you, speaking life for you to other people. And that's the person we all really need in our lives is a Barnabas. Yeah, that's huge. This probably won't be the passage that Joe anchors in, but it's definitely something that we see as like that first introduction to Barnabas. But when you're reading this passage and we're reading about Barnabas, what does this teach us about the significance of that encouragement to have that in our lives and our walk with God? Like, what do you see there? Yeah, I, we need someone who believes in us. We need someone who is training us, teaching us, speaking into us. And none of us have what it takes to do this alone. And, you know, one of, one of the things that we believe as Americans is we're going to build ourselves up by our bootstrap. We're going to pick ourselves oh, yeah. up and do everything on our own. And it's just, it's just not the truth. There's always someone behind the story. And so someone that is um, coming alongside of you and speaking into you and encouraging you is really what allows Saul to become Paul and to have this next stage of life. And so I think what we can learn is we need someone to do that in our lives, but then at the same time, we need to be able to do that in someone else's life. We, we need to be able to recognize and understand how someone poured in so then we can then pour out into someone else. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to kind of answer my favorite question of the week is like, what else did you learn from your time of study? Cause we don't really know what else there is. Cause we could cover what Joe's actually going to cover or we couldn't, but what is something that you think is important to know about where we're going in the book of acts, where we're going with Barnabas that 
you didn't get to cover in your sermon from last week or that you just find is super valuable for this? Yeah, so again, yeah, there's 28 chapters in Acts, yeah. and you can't do them justice in three weeks. Mm-hmm. And there is a, um, a passage that we're not covering at all uh, in Acts chapter 4, and uh, Peter and John are being um, questioned and, um, you know, uh, harassed by the, the religious leaders, and they begin to speak, and there's this back and forth, but there's this little line in there that says they could tell that they had been with Jesus. Hmm. And throughout this explosion of the gospel in the book of Acts, from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth, it really all begins with a group of people who you can tell that they have been with Jesus. And so may that be something that marks us. It's not the skills that we have or the, or the giftings that we have. It's not, it's not being in the right place at the right time or, or the stuff. May the thing that sets us apart is people can tell they have spent time with the Lord. Man, this is all off script, but that's really what I was needing to hear this week. Like, with having a new kid and everything, just feeling like it's so hard to read now. I'm just so tired all the time. But just being able to have just people see, like, there's something different. Don't need to have all the head knowledge, all those pages memorized, but just living out the faith practically. That That's going to be yeah, they helpful were, for me. They were fishermen. They were yeah. they were they were tradesmen. They 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 didn't have all the things that the religious leaders had and valued and yet something set them apart and that's something that all of us have access to by the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, that's awesome. So as we look at taking this passage and the, the section of Acts with Paul and Barnabas, what who is someone who has encouraged you in your life? So I think this is a great question that that you guys can talk about as groups because, one, it allows you to get into story. Mm. I think one of the things that really helps us, one, connect to each other in our groups, but also to better understand content is to be able to tell tell it in a story form. And so um, I would love for groups to be able to say, this is someone in my life who has encouraged me, and maybe specifically in the area of your spiritual walk. And um, I, I, this really isn't me trying to kiss up, but like I, I would tell you one of the people that have encouraged me the most really is Joe. And I have no idea if he's actually going to listen to this or not, but he, he hired me 16 years ago. And like I, knowing myself 16 years ago, I don't know if I would have hired 16 year old, 16 year ago me. And I know, I know the warts. I know, I know the problems. I know the things that he has had to endure, but yet I know the way he has continually spoken to me and built into me, and the way that he has continually called out good things. At the same time, he's called out things like this isn't you. You should, you shouldn't live this way anymore. And every step along the way, he has been a constant encouragement to myself as a husband, as a father, and as a minister in God's church. And as a child of God. And so he is someone who has had that Barnabas role in my life, who has advocated for me, who has um, really spoke truth when I needed to hear it. Hmm. That's awesome. 
For me, I think of our family friend, JT. Growing up in high school, he and my dad would sit on the porch and they'd just talk theology. And whenever I'd come out trying to be that kid who wants to be older than he really is and try to interject, he would always be calm and let me be part of the conversation and then put the questions back and ask. And it was from that point that I started having this passions for the scriptures and trying to understand them and trying to be able to talk at that level. And then when I went off to college, he continued to keep calling me. Mm. And sometimes it was really difficult with the busy schedule and classes and trying to study to get back to him, but he kept calling. Mm. And he was always asking about where, how studies were going, all of these things. And he, he was very affirming of the spiritual gifts God has put on me. And that was huge and trying to discern all of the stuff that's going on and what I'm doing in life and to have somebody be like, yeah, that's who you are. Mm. Like God is working on that in you and keep going. Like you have the abilities to go. And when we had Charlie and it was in the middle of seminary and I was like, man, I don't know if I can finish. Like I I'm exhausted. I, it's so hard to read at night. Like I'm up till midnight, 2 AM trying to study. Like, I, I don't know. And he says, you can do it. Mm. He's like, you have the strength and having that encouragement and that person who's just there to ask the hard questions of like, well, how are you doing with your marriage? Mm. How are you doing with your walk with God? And all right, now let's talk about these things and being able to talk on that level of like, you, you can do this. That older, wiser person has been huge. And we still talk to this day, albeit, you know, not as often because with kids running around and screaming in the background, sometimes it's not the most ideal time to answer a phone call and talk theology, but I always enjoy the calls, and he's been huge in being that Barnabas for me. That's great. One of the things I heard when you were sharing is he uh, he affirmed me in my giftings. <laughs> and I had this picture in my head of uh, Paul's letters to Timothy and the the affirming nature that he had for this younger man in ministry. And, you know, where where did he learn that? And part of that is you go back to Barnabas. You know, Barnabas encouraged Paul when he was a younger leader and yeah. and spoke up for him and trained him and then all of a sudden you have Paul turning around and doing that for someone else and so one of the things we really can take away is we need that Barnabas yeah we need that person in our lives who is going to speak into us who's going to encourage us who's going to call us back to godliness but it's not always about the receiving it right. begins about the, the giving, about who is someone in your life who you can think about reaching out to, who you can mentor, who you can pour out what has been poured into you. Yeah, replicating Jesus' ministry of, you know, he had his three, Peter, James, and John, and he poured into them, and seeing how Paul could pour out, and like, this is a great example that we have throughout the scriptures, not just with one person, but with other people who... You know, Paul following in Jesus' footsteps of like, this is how ministry looks. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's super helpful to talk about as well as like who's encouraged you, but also who can you be encouraging and perpetuating this ministry? Awesome. Well, will you pray for the leaders this week as we go about preparing for this? And Yeah. And and group leaders, I just would love to take the moment just to encourage you and, and say thank you for stepping up and being willing to shepherd a group of people. And you might not view yourselves as a shepherd. You might not view yourselves as the person who's taking care of them, but that's, that's how we view you. We, we view you as someone who has said yes to uh, caring about the spiritual condition of, of people that you're around and 
however God is using you, we are so grateful for that, and we look forward to how God uses you over these coming weeks. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for just another season. And we are kicking off classes, and we are kicking off trainings, and we're, we're kicking off our groups gathering back together. And Father, we are not able to do this life alone. We need one another. And you have placed these groups of men and women around Topeka and Shawnee County and surrounding areas to get together to to talk about your word, to talk about how it's impacting our lives, to talk about the lives that we're leading and how we're seeking to look more like Jesus every day. And so, Father, I pray that you would be with these leaders as they prepare. I pray that you'd be with these leaders as they lead. And, Father, more than anything, I pray that you would just give them an ability to love their groups the way that you love them. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, group leaders, it's come to be that time where we have a couple announcements and then we're going to be going out for the day. But coming up in the emails will be the link that you can register for group link coming up on October 6th. Would love to have you there. The link will be for the registration that helps me try to keep updated where your group is at with stage of life, with childcare, with all of that. So that way, when people are coming to the event, that they have an accurate understanding of where they can go and who they can talk to for what groups to get into. Super excited about the event. We'll have more information coming, but just know that the link for registration for that is open, and that's for you leaders to register. Participants are to just show up who are looking for groups. Mm. And the other thing is for all the ladies, Fresh Grounded Faith, September 23rd and 24th. Registration is still open, but Shelly said that it's going to sell out. And so we would really love for you to grab your tickets early rather than later. So that way you can guarantee that you'll be there. And it's going to be an amazing event. Hot ticket. Hot Better get it. Yep. They're going fast. With that, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. See you guys.